Hello and welcome to The Mid-Jump, the show within the Super Jump podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Wolf, and I'm here today with Jeff Onan. Hey Jeff, what's going on? Not much, that's me, I'm Jeff. Hi. For those who want to know which voice is mine and which voice is not yours, this is that one. It's called Jeff. So, I I, I usually try to get Mid-Jump guests on a... uh, like a rotating basis, so I, I try to spread out the guests so our audience doesn't get bored, but this time I was like, nah, we need we need Jeff on the show, because I think on the last time you were on here for Mid-Jump Nights, you, we, we ended it by saying, I want you back on the show when we have more information about Pokemon Switch, and guess what? We might That's have more information about Pokemon Switch. We have some dubious potential information, potential lies yeah. to discuss. Um, before we get into that, let's just, uh, I want to clarify something that apparently people aren't, aren't quite getting fully. Um, no, no, uh, no excuses on my part. That's, it's totally my fault. Uh, the mid jump is really whatever I want it to be. I, it, it's something I, I put out when we can't do full episodes of the super jump podcast. And we can usually do the Super Jump podcast every two weeks, meaning it it goes from one regular Super Jump podcast that I record with James Burns, the editor-in-chief of Super Jump, uh, to something that I put together kind of on the spot every week as a mid-jump, and then the regular Super Jump uh, thing again. So because we just had a Super Jump podcast last week, this time it is a mid-jump, and uh, this time we are talking about... Pokemon Let's Go. Let's just dive right into it, okay? Uh, there's been a lot of rumors about the Pokemon Switch game ever since it was announced to be in development. By the way, can we, sidebar, people are getting fast and loose with the term announced recently. Have you noticed this? Like, they, they've been saying that the Pokemon Switch game isn't announced yet. It's announced, mm. you know about it. It, if, if you know about it, it has to be announced. It's not revealed, but... I, I think I would say that is, um, that's people getting the opposite of fast and loose. They're being very slow and tight about the definition <laughs> of announced. And either way, they're, they're incorrect. Uh, the, game, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the game has been announced. Um, we, it hasn't been revealed yet. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it's called technically but recently there has been a rumor that has been growing more and more and more popular not only that um actually i don't want to say popular because a lot of people don't like this um but i i I will say well known and respected and understood to be true to the point where serebi.net usually one of like the most conservative bastions of Pokemon news, they'll never print a rumor uh, without a very significant amount of proof. They have gone ahead and they've tossed their hat into the ring saying, yeah, we're going to put our reputation on this one. We do think Pokemon Let's Go is actually the next main Pokemon game. So that's that's big. This is the furthest any Pokemon rumor has come before an actual announcement. Um... I guess since the last generation, uh, we, we kind of knew that the new Pokemon games were going to be called Sun and Moon, a th- I think a few days before that was officially revealed. Do you remember that? I don't. I um, Yeah, yeah, that's a blur to me. 
Yeah, it. I I couldn't tell you anything about like black and white, but usually the last two generations I I can keep in my head for a little while. Um, although using the phrase generation and main Pokemon game gets a little sticky here, because this game is weird and different, and it doesn't follow the main. Um, what am I looking for? The main formula uh, of a yeah, traditional I, mainline Pokemon game. There, there's basically a pattern uh, to an extent that that is kept up fairly. I would say every single generation has followed a, to an extent some pattern that this is not following. Right. Do you want to? Um, do do yeah. you want to take us through some of the main points of this? Game? So basically, the 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 rumor slash you know leak if you want to call it a leak for sure, um, is that the the title of the next Pokemon games that are going to launch on the Nintendo Switch uh, are titled Pokemon Let's Go. And there's two versions, two editions, which is typical for Pokemon, um, for mainline Pokemon entries. Uh, There's going to be a a Pikachu edition and an Eevee edition of Pokemon Let's Go. And the the games are going to be uh, remakes of pokemon yellow basically first first generation remix uh kanto region um but instead of being one remake of pokemon yellow or being a remake of pokemon red and blue or or red and green or whatever they're they're taking pokemon yellow and splitting it into two versions uh a pikachu edition and an eevee edition if you if anyone ever played pokemon yellow um which actually was my first pokemon game um it's the one where you didn't get to choose your starter Pokemon. You you had to start with Pikachu, and your rival started with Eevee. So in this right. game, uh, yeah, whichever edition of the game you choose to play uh, will probably dictate which starter Pokemon you're going to end up with. And, and and the way in which it breaks with tradition, so to speak, is that um, typically a new generation of Pokemon is a new region. It's a new pokedex containing a a number of new species um but what what i guess what this rumor sort of leads us to believe is that the next main pokemon games that are coming out are going to be remakes um and and typically the next main pokemon game is not a remake it's new and then the remake is sort of a spin-off or not a spin-off but an, an additional right, thing right. that happens it's, it's not the, it's a the generation defining new game Exactly. Um, now, what's interesting about this is that I have a feeling, based on on uh, the other information we know about this, that it is not a strict remake of of Yellow Version. Um, it, it's using Yellow Version as kind of a baseline for telling its story and its setting. Um, but other than that, it seems very different. For example, this the 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 big thing about this game, and this is where its name comes from. Let's go. It has connectivity with Pokemon Go. And what that connectivity is, is currently vague. But something that it's it that has been said is that it will um, connect with the, the mobile game in order to send Pokemon over uh, to and fro between the games, which is weird. And that the process of catching Pokemon in Pokemon Let's Go will be similar to the way it happens in the phone game. Excuse me. Uh, the phone game, where you can just 
throw a Pokeball at it by swiping up on a touchscreen, just, just flicking Pokeballs at it, that is very strange to me. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so, okay. Pokemon Go is still going. Right. Uh, that's not, not meant to be a pun. It's it's still very popular in some circles. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever reach the, the popularity it had for about, like, three weeks back in summer a couple of years ago. Um, but it's huge. It really is. It's and, and I have to assume it's a large source of revenue for the, the Pokemon company or, um, you know, whoever gets that revenue, Game Freak. Um, but uh, it, it really was just a matter of time before that had to tie in more directly to the main Pokemon games. Uh, I think that it's kind of a no-brainer to to connect those brands, to connect the action of, you know, the the grind, the the building out your character in a Pokemon main entry game, and also the grind of going out and hitting the road uh, with your mobile device and finding Pokemon in the real world. Those two things were bound to uh, to cross over at some point. Uh, the question is going to be uh, to what extent they cross over. Right. To what extent Pokemon Go is going to change the way you interact with the main Pokemon game, which I hope it really doesn't. Uh, you know, it, to any extreme extent. I, my my hope is that this is sort of a very more fleshed out version of the Poke Walker which came with Pokemon Heart Gold in Soul Silver. Now when you the say this little... you're referring to Pokemon Go's place in yes. connecting with the main game, not the main game itself. Right. Okay, I'm I'm hoping clarity. that Pokemon Go doesn't have such a strong um connectivity with the main game that it changes and uh changes the way you play that game uh compared to previous generations. Um because as a person who's played Pokemon Go, I think pretty much any change that the main game would take from Pokemon Go would be a bad thing or, or, or a step backwards. Most of the chain, the differences between the two things um, in Pokemon Go's end are differences meant to allow for the, the simplicity needed for a mobile game and um, facilitating a kind of a, a less complex action. Um, and I don't want that to necessarily cross pollute the main game. I want the main game to have the same depth of battle and the same, um, depth of catching mechanics and all that but this game pokemon heart gold and soul silver had the poka walker uh, accessory that allowed you to take a pokemon with you on the go and so to speak um you know level it up gain it experience or whatever um in a physical it was it was basically a pedometer based on your steps um i'm hoping that the go connectivity is something like that it's i do too the, the main game is the primary game, but there will be a connectivity that allows you to do some stuff on the go using the Pokemon Go app. There's some things about this that I really like. Um, I like that we are returning to Kanto in what I expect will be a very different um, situation for Kanto. I'm, I'm glad to be... Uh, well, it, it, it could be any region anyway, but I really like when we return to regions and they're in different uh, d different contexts. I imagine that this game could be maybe like it, it could take later. It could take place later than the original 
games or it could um it could tell this the story of lily from pokemon sun and moon when she um abandoned her um what's it called when you don't want to fight um starts with a p like pacifism yeah she abandoned her pacifism to become a Pokemon trainer in Kanto at the end of the game. That was like her turning point, and she was really proud of herself for it. Um, <laughs> so we might see her show up. Uh, I, I like that. And I was actually saying um, I would really like the focus Pokemon of games, like the one on the cover of the box, the one in the title, um, to be starters again instead of legendary Pokemon because th- those are really the, the, the heroes, the main protagonist pokemon of the game and this is that too um if pokemon go is a big enough part of this game to warrant naming the game after pokemon go that's really unsettling for me um that would imply a a really strong connection much more than just oh and by the way you can use pokemon go as a pokemon as a poke walker like a like a tamagotchi for one or two of your favorite Pokemon from the main game in your phone. Um, This looks like Pokemon can be traded like one for one back and forth between Pokemon Go and uh, Pokemon Let's Go, which uh, like the economics of that just don't really make sense because getting a good Pokemon in Pokemon Go is insanely difficult and catching a bad Pokemon in Pokemon Go is so easy that like that just doesn't make any sense. Like, you need, you need to get 400 Magikarp, I think it is, in order to evolve one of them into a Gyarados in Pokemon Go. And you can just you can just get a Gyarados in a regular Pokemon game. That's not hard. So, I, I don't know. If it's a true connectivity thing, like some Pokemon games in the past have been able to connect with others, just like two versions of the main game, that does not bode well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, so Pokemon Go is is very fun activity in and of itself that it, uh, that mm-hmm. very fundamentally is different from playing a regular Pokemon game. And I would agree um, with you calling it an activity rather than a game. It is a game, but the fun part of it is the is not the game part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would say that as well. And, and I think that the game part of it has been significantly um reduced uh to something that is uh very simple but mainly there to facilitate um the activity which is walking around in the real world interacting it with the uh, you know the augmented reality of it to find pokemon uh, on the map and catch them and see them uh you know in your living room and in on the street and that is a great activity it's great um but every other thing surrounding that all the, the gameplay mechanics all of it is dumbed down uh, to facilitate that and to create a very um, passive sort of uh, game that is open to everyone. A very um, it, it, it's it's supposed to facilitate anybody can pick up their phone and do it. Uh, but what that does is it doesn't really mesh at all with the complexity of of a mainline Pokemon game. Like we said, the, the catching mechanics, the battling mechanics, the leveling up, mecha- you know, and, and um, gym battles and uh, all of these things, they don't mesh with uh, with each other at all. 
for between yeah. Pokemon Go and an actual mainline Pokemon game. So it'll be interesting to see to what extent those two worlds cross pollute. Um, because I'm I'm with you. I, I'm with you in being nervous about it. When I was playing Pokemon Go heavily, which is when everyone else in the world was playing Pokemon Go, the summer of 2016, which can you believe that's almost two years ago? Um, yeah, that that was crazy. And I lived on a college campus at the time. So yeah, it same. was just it was insane how big that was. That uh, that 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 game, man, it, it really lit the world on fire. But just like a fire, it turned into ash, which cannot be lit on fire again it's still going people still play it it still gets a lot of uh money i assume pretty consistently but this game here is the one i'm excited about uh the first console level mainline pokemon game that isn't kind of a spin-off to the mainline like coliseum and xd were this is supposed to be a big deal and if I need to play Pokemon Go to get the most out of this game. That sucks because I won't. Like, I just won't play Pokemon Go again. I'm done with it. Um, I don't even know if I remember my username and password. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I can get into my old thing. And since I stopped playing, they've introduced Johto and Hoenn Pokemon. So I'm like 200 plus Pokemon behind in in the in the pokedex so man that doesn't that's not something i want to think about that's i don't want to have to play pokemon go again yeah i'm with you there and but the thing that is still i always come back to when i'm thinking about pokemon for nintendo switch um it, it holds a weird place in you know what it means for the pokemon series because this is like you said a mainline um pokemon game but it is also a pokemon game for a, a quote um a home council so mm -hmm. it's it's more official and mainline than pokemon coliseum um and it's a home but it's a home council game but at the same time it's not just a home council game because um it's uh it the switch is nintendo's handheld right now as well um i mean the 3ds is still going uh, but right. really it's on life. So it's like, you know, it's, it's coasting. The Nintendo switch is where Nintendo is putting all of their software. Yeah, uh, Nintendo and, keeps and, saying that the 3ds is still going, but in reality, every new game that they have planned for the 3ds is either something that's also coming to switch or a remake. Exactly. There have been and, no new games. I think detective Pikachu was like the last one. The thing with the thing with Pokemon uh, the reason that every mainline Pokemon game has been for a handheld uh, is I think it's a very mobile game. I think it's a very, um, it's a game that you want to play when you're on the bus. You want to play when you're at the park, when you're, you know, when you're on a trip, a vacation, you're, you know, anywhere, anytime you're away, you're away from the house. It's comforting to also just have Pokemon with you to just whip it out and be like, Hey, I've got 10 minutes I can yeah. advance my I can advance my journey for ten. Well, not minutes, not know? only is it comfort, but it, it started pre-internet, right? And a big part of the game is interacting with others and trading and battling. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And you can't do that in your living room so much. Um, right. Now, the thing is, um, 
I struggle to see the Switch as a system that's capable of really being that to a full extent. I, I really don't see kids, and this is a franchise for kids. This is a system for kids. Uh, I'm just a big kid. But really, the primary people who need to be able to get the fullest experience out of this is children who play on a playground should be able to have a full Pokemon experience with this. And I really don't know how you can do that with a Nintendo Switch. I don't see... I get what you're saying. Groups of kids taking Switch to the playground. You know what I mean? Um, I do. I get what you're saying. But I, I keep hearing more and more people saying, like, I've never docked my Switch. Just ever. And as much as you can compare it to a 3DS or a Game Boy Advance SP, which fit pretty nicely in your pocket, I don't think the pocket aspect of, of that technology is really the, um, the metric people are going by anymore because they're comparing it with iPads, right? And kids do have those. And even if they aren't bringing them to playgrounds, this thing will still have internet. I don't I don't know how much I think that impacts it. I don't know. To me it seems to I I can't get over the hump of of considering it in that way because um I do think that the switch is something it's a bit more uh valuable just in a a cost sense than your typical iPad or portable video game console. Um it's large uh not larger than an iPad necessarily but it is a large piece of equipment, and you know I think that the primary uh, interaction that happens in a Pokemon game happens uh, in person uh, with two individuals who have two consoles in their hands, and uh, they're in person and they're interacting. And I think that that's where the most of the most important aspect of the game comes into play. And yeah, there's the internet aspect, and that's great and important and vital. Um, but I don't know, and I. Anyway, the reason I brought all this up, what I'm getting at, is that I don't think it will hurt a mainline Pokemon game that's on a home console to have a portable aspect um, that is accessible from a cell phone, which is a, a device that is right. Okay. More more readily taken on the on the go than a Switch. So I was wondering where you're going with that, but yeah, that that makes sense. It, to, the the question is going to be where, to what extent Pokemon Go facilitates that. But I just meant in a very broad sense that being able to take your your advancing your Pokemon game on the go, um, being able to do it from your cell phone instead of having to have your Switch with you everywhere, I I see value in that as a feature. Um, so I yeah, that's that's really where I'm going with that. I don't know how no. well Switch or I don't know how well Go will facilitate that though. Are you thinking more about children than you might have otherwise because it's called Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee editions? I don't think so. Um, I, you know, those are, you know, Pokemon Yellow is the version that I started with. It's what I brought to the playground. Um, but I don't think, I think even before these titles were announced, I had that thought about feeling uneasy about the Nintendo Switch uh, being capable of taking your your Pokemon adventure on the go on the go with you everywhere you want to go, right? Um, and and I also have similar reservations about the the idea that I I, I feel most households 
have more than one child but only one switch. And that's another thing that I get hung up on is wondering because it used to be the case that every household would have a portable console for every child and each child would have their own version of Pokemon, uh, which is why there's multiple versions of Pokemon. You know, I get Pokemon blue. My brother gets Pokemon red as it just as an example. Um, so Jeff, you consulted uh, with me on my Pokemon champions pitch, which is, is one of the more notable things I've done with super jump. Um, I, I, argue and we had this same discussion then as well and we we came up with a lot of clever workarounds but it was still very clear that the very very basic outline of what pokemon is um was not built for this so all of the workarounds will still probably feel like workarounds and i was really proud of what we came up with i thought it felt very natural and just like good design this doesn't seem like it would borrow any of those things yeah i uh i i have to agree there i i I don't think i don't get the vibe from anything we've seen here that it's really going to address my concerns um feeling that the switch is not built to be the the very personal portable pokemon experience that every child is supposed to have it's their birthright come on this is america um but, you know, I, I, we really don't have a lot to go on yet. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm nervous. I'm not disappointed, so to speak, because uh, we don't really know enough to say whether their design direction is going to be good or bad. So or, one, yeah. one, one uh, angle on this that I've been seeing around the internet a lot is that people see the title and their mind immediately goes to, oh, so it's not a mainline RPG. Um, where where this, rumor, this rumor is explicitly stating that these games are the new thing Game Freak is working on. This is the core Pokemon RPG that was hinted at at E3 last year. Do you think it's going to feel like a mainline RPG? Because they, they, uh, they're they also saying things like the title Pokemon, either Pikachu or Eevee, follows you around, Natch, that happened in Pokemon Yellow and, and was fun, um, but also offers to help manipulate the environment. Like, um, it, it, it'll go surfing and it'll, um, you know, w- work with other things in the overworld, which reminds me a bit of Pokemon Ranger. If you've played that, I I haven't played it, but yeah, I know what you're getting at. This does not. This seems like a spinoff. This seems like a stopgap between the next thing. So maybe even if this is technically in the main line, and even if it this is made by Game Freak, do you think this could possibly not be the Switch game they were talking about? I'm nervous to say that. I, I'm nervous to get into that line of thought and, and and set myself up to believe that this is not the main thing that's coming because I really feel like um, what people want and even expect um, a, a quote like mainline Switch Pokemon game. What they want out of that, uh, I really don't think Game Freak 
ever was going to deliver that. And and what I get at what I'm getting at there is I think people want a mainline Pokemon RPG, but in high definition, detailed world, almost open world, something that is more Breath of the Wild, you know, than than the 3DS games that were still kind of restricted to the handheld uh, framework that they'd been building off for every generation so far. Right. Um, and I think people want, oh, this is for the Nintendo Switch. This console is a home console. It's powerful. Uh, you know, it's got Breath of the Wild. It's got Super Mario Odyssey. We want a Pokemon game that is to that caliber, something that is uh, leagues beyond what the 3DS was capable of and leagues beyond what the previous generations had in terms of their um, uh, just their scope. And I don't think Game Freak was ever going to give us that. Now, my worry is that if this game doesn't give us that, people will chalk it up as being a spinoff and then just continue to expect that that is coming. Uh, <laughs> that this, that, and I don't necessarily think it is. I think that, um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't want to set myself up to have the same expectation that, that, oh, this might end up being a spinoff and they're really working on something big. Um, I don't particularly view Game Freak as a, as an ambitious studio um no so, no yeah i don't see it i just uh you know they're not going to try and reinvent the wheel and and uh, push beyond the boundaries of what you thought pokemon games were capable of they're going to do something quirky something different something that kind of skirts our expectations which i think they actually do all the time they're they're all about subverting expectations you know, nobody thought they would make Black and White 2 instead of making Pokemon Gray. Um, you know, and then... I think every generation, they find a way to kind of not do exactly what you think they're about to do. And uh, this would this be the furthest the next in thing. that direction they have gone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I, I, I agree that when people heard that there was going to be a full console HD Pokemon game... I. Yeah, you're right. They they probably unjustifiably jumped to like a modern Final Fantasy game, you know, really, really, really high detailed, huge scope, maybe even an MMO, and that that was not in the cards probably, but Generation Eight was definitely in the cards. Um, I I think that was what was expected. Even if they didn't get the thing they wanted, they would have settled for Generation Eight. This isn't even that presumably there would be no new pokemon yeah and and in that sense i do kind of feel that um we can expect something more after this now the question is going to be um is this a sort of spin-off almost appetizer and the main course is still coming or is this sort of just the direction they wanted to go with the next mainline game and then after that they're going to make another one that is in the same vein, but a Generation 8, a new region and new Pokemon. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know to what extent this will be different yet um, in, in a detailed sense. Uh, I think that where I get the most hung up is the, uh, on the title is that the Let's Go in the title really feels yeah. spin, spin-off-y. It, it, it really uh, does, and I think they know that. Yeah, absolutely. If they keep that, maybe, maybe 
it reads differently in Japanese because we're seeing Let's Go in the context of a Japanese logo. Maybe it's not called that here. I mean, if it is called that here, that really does feel spin-off-y. If this is Pokemon Pikachu edition and Pokemon Eevee edition, that really sounds like the next main Pokemon games. But when you say Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu edition, it's the Let's Go in there makes a world of difference. And, and the fact that there's actual Pokemon names in the title is not something they've done uh, with a mainline Pokemon game. Typically, the titles are just two uh, sort of adjectives or descriptors. Um, yeah. Not not a, a specific thing, not a noun, so to speak. Anyway. Um, yeah, it, it could have been like Pokemon Electric and Pokemon Evolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that would have made sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks very weird. It looks very different. Just going off what we have to fill in, you know, the, the, the gaps we have to fill in to imagine what this is going to be. Um, but we'll see. It, I think that how close this plays to Pokemon Sun and Moon will tell us uh, how official this is as the next main entry. You know, if this is very similar to the 3DS games, um, but with a Pokemon Go connective gimmick... Uh, then I'm going to say this is it. This is what they had planned. And then maybe they'll make Pokemon, uh, you know, the Generation 8 games on the Switch in a couple of years in the same mold as this. But if this is something that plays quite differently, something that has elements of Pokemon Ranger and uh, a completely different catching mechanism that is stolen from Pokemon Go or adapted from Pokemon Go, then I'll be more on the on the side of the fence of thinking this is kind of a spinoff and the main course is still coming. So, Jeff, I know that uh, despite being a Pokemon fan, you haven't um, you haven't purchased the previous two generations of Pokemon. Would yeah, I don't I don't own a 3DS. Right, right. You do own a Switch, though. If this game yes. came out tomorrow and I somehow prevented you from uh, from researching it at all before, it, like you purchased it, um, would you buy this game? Um, if so, Pikachu or Eevee. So without any research at all, I don't think I'd buy any game necessarily. But Fair. that being said, um, I would get it probably. I, I love Pokemon Yellow. I think um, if I'm going to revisit Gen 1, I'm not actually going to pick Pokemon Yellow. Uh, because, I mean, it's got it's not... I, I won't get into it. I But I have a lot of nostalgia for Pokemon Yellow as the story and... and um, just being my first Pokemon game. So I would get the game if it plays close to a mainline Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. And I would get the Pikachu edition. Now, so, I, yeah. I, I, my question to you, what do you think about this, is um, assuming that you're going to have to start with a Pikachu in one edition and you have to start with Eevee in the other edition, uh, do you think that they will bar you from evolving your Pokemon? That's the big question, right? Um, because the whole point about Pokemon Yellow is that it borrows from the anime, and in the anime, there is the the recurring problem that Pikachu isn't as strong as Pikachu could be because Pikachu refuses to evolve into a Raichu. Um, and they they put that in the game as well, so you cannot evolve that Pikachu. I think you got. Not it. Only- I think you got to let them evolve. 
right? Not only can you not evolve your Pikachu in Pokemon Yellow, but you can't get uh, another Pikachu in the wild in that game. So you right. just you, you can't get Raichu unless you trade between Pokemon Blue and, and uh, Pokemon Red. Um, I think that if the game was just purely called Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Pikachu Edition, if there was not an Eevee Edition, I would think, uh, yeah, it's going to be the same as Yellow. You can't evolve your Pikachu. That it's just kind of mm-hmm. a def- it's a defining aspect of that game is that you're stuck with a Pikachu, and in in another aspect of that game is that um, the Pikachu follows behind you uh, on the on the map screen or on the the uh, overworld screen, and if you ever put your Pikachu in the PC, um, it won't follow behind you anymore, and it will get really sad. This game kind of started to introduce the the happiness indicator as yeah. a stat and you don't want your Pikachu to be sad. So the game really tries to force you um, psychologically uh, to, to, to run with this Pikachu all game long and you can't evolve it. I think that's a kind of a defining aspect and I don't think they would change it. The thing that makes me question it is the Eevee edition. Yeah. Because, that, that is the whole point of Eevee. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you'd get an Eevee, except that the Eevee refuses to evolve. Like, wow. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, So it, the, the thing is, it, if Pikachu... It would make sense, like, in a balanced perspective, because Pikachu is already pretty powerful because of certain weird items it can have. It is about as powerful as many of the evolutions. Um, it... Like, if they were just mechanically balanced, it I guess it's fine if Pikachu can't evolve, but Eevee can. But at the same at the same rate, that doesn't make any sense, right? Um, I think I would go... If they can evolve, I would go Pikachu Edition, because I like Raichu a lot. If, they, if only Eevee can evolve, I would do Eevee Edition. Right, and that's, that's the, the, the thing that makes it feel unbalanced, is that... You know, you got to choose between these two editions, and uh, one of them potentially offers you up much more interesting choices. Um, as the person who's going to play that game, you're going to be stuck with an Eevee as your starter. You don't have that choice, but you do have the choice of which of eight different evolutions of Eevee that you want to choose from. So in that sense, you, you do feel like you still have a choice of your starter Pokemon. Um, whereas the Pikachu edition, you won't have any choice. You, you might have the option to evolve into a Raichu, but that's not like choosing your Pokemon, so to speak. Right. Oh man, (laughs) this game is crazy. Um, (laughs) it, maybe we're thinking about it wrong, right? Like it, it could make sense that these Pokemon don't evolve at all, even Eevee. Um, if... It's not like a battle-focused Pokemon game. If this is True. if this is that different, maybe this isn't even one of your party Pokemon. Maybe this is just a thing that sits on your shoulder and is around to experience the universe. That that's almost what this seems like more more than an actual Pokemon game. Uh huh. Yeah, really, the the possibilities for this thing are are pretty wide open. Um, I, I'm wondering, you know, it, it's hard for me to imagine um, doing a remake of Gen One and not including 
the starter trio of Gen One, which are possibly the three yes most like possibly the three most marketed Pokemon of all time, besides Pikachu himself or it, itself. Uh, you know, you're really gonna bring back Gen One and not let us choose from a Charmander, Bulbasaur, and a Squirtle. Right, right, um, right. And and for the record, Pokemon Yellow Edition uh, back in the day actually allowed you to acquire. Uh, all three of those starters throughout the course of the story of that game, which I, I liked as a kid. I Now I think it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, be- because, I very much don't like it. Yeah, it's terrible. Every every kid who won Pokemon Yellow had the exact same team of six Pokemon, you know, because Pikachu is pretty much guaranteed to be there, and then you pick up, you get a Charizard, Bulbasaur, uh, Venusaur, and a Blastoise by the end of the game, and you don't take, you know... Every, every you know, it, it limits the variety between mm-hmm. different players and the choices that they can make, um, limiting you to only one of those three Pokemon makes for a very interesting decision very early in the game. And uh, it's an identity defining decision that makes your team unique. Um, but anyway, yeah, my point is I hope that they're included. I hope that these games still include those three starters in some fashion and, um, now, Jeff, I, I got to be honest with you. If it wasn't Pikachu and Eevee, if the if the thing said, uh, "Let's go Bulbasaur, let's go Charmander," I don't think I'd be as sour as I am at all. I would just be really excited to go out and buy a Bulbasaur game. <laughs> like like yeah. that would that would be pretty tight. I yeah, yeah. I I'm, weirdly enough, I feel like the Pikachu title and the Eevee title just feel restrictive mm-hmm. yes. you know and um they feel claustrophobic in a way yeah if it was e- eevee's fine i suppose eevee's um the, the po- pokemon coliseum and pokemon xd um also had you start with eevee or evolutions uh of some sort but it still feels novel where pikachu just feels like yeah of course he's there of course it's pikachu um, and I know there's still a lot of people that really like Pikachu, so this is more of a me thing. But yeah, this, this could be a Bulbasaur game. I want to I want to play Let's Go Bulbasaur. Really quick before we wrap up, I wanted to just talk about how much this really really makes sense. Um, well, l- let's go through the timeline, Jeff. In E3 of 2017, which was 11 months ago. One of the, I forget who it was, but it was one guy from Game Freak. He came in during the Nintendo digital event. And he said, don't worry, we know that you didn't like that announcement of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon from about two weeks before that. Because reception was negative on that announcement. Um, The guy said, don't worry, we are developing a core pokemon rpg for the switch it just won't be ready for a while it's just it's not this year um so that is when we first heard about it and it was introduced in those words core rpg pokemon title um which would imply that this was maybe closer than we're fearing it is to a regular pokemon game um but that's neither here nor there about a month later, Junichi Masuda, who is a, uh, a really long-time Pokemon guy, he worked on Red and Blue, and I think is now in charge of Game Freak, 
he said that he was so excited about the way that Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey were received at E3's 2016 and 17. So he would like to see if they can work on making the next Pokemon game that exciting, different, and new feeling to a whole new generation of players. Um, which, which excited a lot of people, and it also made a lot of people nervous, um, mainly because, not to be mean, but, you know, we don't really believe in Game Freak's skills that much. <laughs> not to be mean, it's but true. here's this really mean thing. We don't. We, we don't. We've never seen anything from Game Freak that could imply that they could do something on the level of what Breath of the Wild did to Zelda or Odyssey did to the Mario series. And between Kanto always being like the most recognizable place in the Pokemon universe, Pallet Town, everyone knows, Indigo Plateau is a thing people sometimes know, uh, Viridian City has a whole song about it and it's an absolute toe tapper. <laughs> On the road to Varin City. On the road yep. to see my friends. Uh, <laughs> Tap, tapping my toes over here. Yeah. This just makes sense. It makes sense yeah. that the first Switch game, uh, which will have a bigger audience than any Pokemon game has had probably since the original two generations of Pokemon. This this is going to be, a, in, uh, if you don't count Pokemon Go. This, this will be a huge influx of audience for the Pokemon series. And I think they're, they're going to want to do the thing that will most resonate with the most people as quickly as possible. Making a game that stars Pikachu and Eevee, two of the most recognizable Pokemon, in Kanto for Switch. Um, this just makes a lot of sense. It really does. I think that if your goal is... Let's try and reinvent, or if, if not reinvent, then at least reintroduce Pokemon in a grand way, which is as a Switch debut. This is probably going to be, if not a huge uh, Breath of the Wild level graphical you know, monster, it's at least going to be better looking, one can assume, than any other Pokemon game that's come out on a handheld system. Right. Um, it's worth noting it's the best-looking be... mainline Pokemon game runs at 240p. Right. Yeah. You know, this is got this is going to be by the very nature of the system they put it on a massive step forward. Um, from a technical standpoint, it's a big stage. They're reintroducing the franchise in a very big way. It makes sense they would do that by going back to Kanto. They always do. I mean, it's there are so many Pokemon fans that only care about kanto it's even like a meme within the yeah. pokemon community to make fun of those people or to recognize that they exist and you're you're gonna get the most people on board by doing that i mean there are gonna be people who uh own a switch want to play pokemon but they don't care about whatever new region you introduce and new pokemon they will get much more excited to play through Kanto with a Pikachu and, you know, go challenge Brock for the Boulder badge. Yeah, you know what I mean? as, as much as uh, Kanto pandering, as it's called sometimes, Gen 1 pandering, can get kind of annoying if you're uh, just looking for something new. They, they haven't actually gone full bore with it. They've 
for the most part in recent years, just like really dipped their toe in and just left it there. Um, the Alolan forms of various Kanto Pokemon in Sun and Moon come to mind. Or most of the Mega Evolutions being from Kanto also comes to mind. They haven't actually gone back to Kanto in a very long time. Um, this would be the first new game to go back to Kanto since Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which was 2010, so eight years. Uh, that's a while. That 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 is a while in Pokemon years. A lot's happened since. So I just don't, I I, I don't see a problem with it being Kanto. Uh, I I've heard a lot of people complain about that. Is is why I phrase it like that. I think that part's fine. Um, what what another thing that. I think that that comes to mind is that if this game does take some sort of significant turn from the gameplay perspective, if this is sort of reinventing a formula in a way or doing something particularly gimmicky or just different, um, it will be more palatable to do that very different thing if you're doing it in Kanto with recognizable Pokemon. If you make something that's very different and then also put it in a brand new region with brand new Pokemon, um, people might look at that and feel like, well, this this isn't even doesn't even look like the Pokemon I know. Yeah. This doesn't look yeah. like any anything that I can relate to, you know. It's why Pokemon Go started with only Kanto Pokemon. It, it's uh, that is where the nostalgia for Pokemon lies, and there's a lot of ongoing Pokemon fans. It's the second or third best selling video game franchise of all time. Um, but still, even more than them, there are fans who were fans back in the day and could potentially get back into it. Um, which is why I think it's kind of weird that this doesn't seem more... Like, th- this seems more child-focused than previous games in the series, and we-, and we talked about that. Like, Let's Go, that's that's a pretty kid thing and having the the main mascot pokemon instead of being like a giant monster which which might appeal to like teenagers more um it is pikachu and eevee which appeals to little kids more probably um which is kind of something that the pokemon company loves to do which is they they make sure that their audience is really old and then they make their tar their target demographic uh children so we'll see how that goes. That's always a winner. Um, yeah. Love that. Um, j- just a, a few more pieces of evidence for this. Uh, Junichi Masuda did a tweet of a picture of Eevee and Pikachu plushes sitting next to each other while holding a Pokeball in front of them. And the angle he's holding the Pokeball at is exactly the same as the Pokeball in the logo of Let's Go Pikachu, which I don't think actually means anything, but people are saying it's a thing. Um, I think the, the fact that the Pikachu and Eevee plushes does support evidence, but the fact that the Pokeball's at the same angle doesn't matter. And Emily Lo- Emily Rogers, like the only leak supplier that I actually trust, says that we'll receive an announcement of Pokemon Switch. This was before Let's Go Pikachu and uh, Eevee. We'll receive an announcement within a month, and we are currently in that month, and it'll end at around the time of E3. We could see it at E3. Uh, I, I think it's actually more likely, if we are going to see it soon, that it's its own direct before E3, because Game Freak doesn't really do E3. Yeah, I I, I suspect that we'll get um, probably a Pokemon Direct sometime the end of this month. 
um, you know, maybe very end of May or, or start of June. Pokemon Direct will be coming in a few days, and then they put it up, and then it's like probably half an hour. Or maybe it'll just be a tease, and we'll get a bigger Direct after E3. Um, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I'm 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 nervous. I I have uh, sort of reservations about the Pokemon Go aspect yep. of it. Uh, but I am excited because it is something different, and you know they could have very easily just done another Pokemon game. Could have just been Gen Eight on the Switch. Um, marginally different from Gen 7 in minute ways. And, you know, Gen 8 didn't really get me going that much. I felt like, you know, we're kind of spinning our wheels here. Um, even though that generation did a lot to try and be Wait, different. Do you mean 7? Um, so, what are we on? I, I meant to say 7. Pokemon Sun, Sun and Moon, Moon is 7. Um, eight, eight by, is not by virtue thing, yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. So, by virtue of being on the same system as X and Y, and then, like, X and Y Gen 6 kind of was a short gen. Uh, it didn't get a third edition. It got the um, got the Gen 3 remakes. But anyway, um, I felt like it didn't... We haven't gotten a lot of advancement here in a little while. So, uh, I'm excited for the next game. I'm excited for whatever it is. Uh, I'm ready for a big step forward. It could be good different it could be bad different <laughs> yep it could be but yeah we'll see i'm gonna get the pikachu edition and uh i'm gonna try to find a bulbasaur even if you can evolve um or even if you can't evolve pikachu would you get the pikachu edition yeah oh, okay yeah definitely absolutely are you a big pikachu uh, guy only no i'm not a pikachu guy i'm specifically a pokemon yellow guy oh, okay uh and so there's like a it just feels right. It feels like the story of that game is about, you know, you have a Pikachu and it would feel weird to play the flip side where you have the Eevee, mainly because when I was a kid, your rival had an Eevee. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a Pokemon yellow player, uh, I associate Eevee with, with rivalry. It's the other guy's Pokemon. You know, that's, that's Gary or, uh, I named him like something goofy, but anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I see where you're coming from. Yeah, so either way, um, I'm sure the next couple of weeks we'll have uh, a lot of news to think about. So thanks for having me on, though. And, um, you know, I look forward to being back on again to discuss some more Pokemon stuff. Yeah, sure thing. That's been our uh, Pokemon Let's Go discussion. Um, it, if I were to submit my final thoughts as well, I am I'm very nervous about it. It could be great. If it's just a mainline Pokemon game with a focus on a connecting aspect with Pokemon Go, that's cool. If it's more than a focus, if it's like a real intrinsically connected gimmick, that could be not cool. And uh, and yeah, there, there you have it. Um, I think it'll do wonders for the anime. This could be like a really good chance for Ash to go back to Kanto and just like win <laughs> just win a league man uh that would be great it, yeah i always think about that every time a new pokemon game comes out and every time it's like no not this time <laughs> um yeah so that's been the mid jump if you want to submit a question or comment to be read on the main super jump podcast you can email that to us at 
podcast at superjumpmagazine.com. That's podcast at superjumpmagazine.com. I've been Mitchell Wolf for Jeff Onan. We'll jump at you next time. Stay super.